वेलकम टू सिंटॉक सिंट टॉकस अराउंड द टेबल टुडे डिस्कस द मॉडल्स फॉर कॉन्शियसनेस विल थिंक अबाउट द वेरियस वेज ऑफ मॉडलिंग एंड अंडरस्टैंडिंग कॉन्शियसनेस वेन वी आर अवेयर वट आर वी अवेयर ऑफ वाई इज कॉन्शियसनेस जेनरेटेड बाई ओनली सर्टन पार्ट्स ऑफ द ब्रेन एंड कॉन्शियसनेस बीज सब डिवाइडेड इन टू डिफरेंट मोड्स वॉट इज द इंटरप्ले बिटवीन रियालिटी experience memory language brain time and information can the quantity or the quality of consciousness be measured is reality one or many how can and must we model consciousness and why is it hard can there be a unit for consciousness will we be able to nearly perfectly model consciousness in the long run and is it needed we are pleased and privileged to have three sin talkers with us here today professor omita chatterjee is at the school of cognitive science jadavpur university Our basic training is in philosophy. Professor V N Jha, who is a retired professor and scholar of Sanskrit, is currently engaged in promoting studies in Indian intellectual, philosophical, and spiritual traditions. And Dr. Nitin Nagaraj, who is an electrical engineer. interested in information theory chaos and complexity he is currently at the consciousness studies program at nias in bangalore so professor jha why don't we set the ball rolling with you um to understand why we even feel confident that we might be able to model something like consciousness uh where does it come from what are the what are some of the ways of doing it why don't we start from some place general and then we'll open new flanks and tie them up together well uh, for that let us uh, reflect for some time mm-hmm. on the equivalent of the english term consciousness in sanskrit okay now consciousness in sanskrit is chaitanya chaitanya now chaitanya is a property mm-hmm. is a dharma property of chaitana conscious so consciousness is a property of the conscious conscious uh to address this idea right from the vedic period mm-hmm. if you look back mm-hmm. there has been a constant uh, inquiry mm-hmm. into this what is chetana and 
opposite of it, what is jada, not conscious. And uh, in response to this inquiry, there have been different articulations. One uh, strong articulation is this, that the consciousness must be of something. It needs an object. So, if Chaitanya, then consciousness, if I say, if I say conscious, then conscious of something. So, consciousness is equivalent to Chaitanya. Chaitanya may be equivalent to Jnana. Mm-hmm. You mean awareness, knowledge? Awareness. Sure. Maybe Anubhava. Experience. Experience. So, it has to have some object. So, but in the tradition, as I told you, there's another view that it can be contentless as well. That consciousness does not necessarily need an object. Object. So, both the uh, opinions are articulated. Right. Right. Now, it will be better. So, if I say I am conscious, I am conscious of what? So, conscious of an object. And that object, anything in this world, can be an object that which exists. It can be an object outside me and it can also be an object inside me. Right. So I should be conscious of something outside and something inside. Isn't that mildly problematic? Because uh, that what exists is not only that which exists outside, but the universe also incorporates something which exists exclusively inside me. Sure. For example, my pain, for example, sure. is not outside, inside me. My happiness is not outside me, but inside me. Sure. So I may be aware of my happiness. I can also be aware of a flower in the garden. Yeah. So, awareness must be of something outside, of something inside. Even the knower. So, I think in this uh, situation, perhaps, another aspect is required to be addressed is this, that uh, when I see something, say I see a, a bottle. Right. When I see a bottle, then I am... I, I can say that this is a bottle. I can also say, I know this is a bottle. Yeah. Now you see the difference between the two. The second one is a kind of recognition. So, second kind is kind of a... This is what I want to call second one as an awareness of an, of an entity inside me. Because this is a bottle is a cognition. Right. And I know this is a bottle is a knowledge of that cognition which... Exists in me. Sure, sure, sure. So, sure. I'm, I just give you an example that I should be aware. So, consciousness must be of something. 
this is a very strong view. But now if you look at the different systems of Indian philosophy... So which, which, which system of Indian philosophy has this view that it... Uh, this view is of primarily of the Nyaya, the right. Nyaya Vaisheshika right. view, that it has... That, that whatever exists, you can be aware of. You can be aware of. So what exists, pain also exists, knowledge also exists, and flower also exists. But what about the converse, Professor Jha? What yeah. about things that you're not aware of? Does it exclude its existence? No, if, if, if I... Kind of, you, you know what I mean. No, we are talking of when the, uh, when the awareness emerges. Sure. No, when em em awareness emerges, then emerges must be of something which exists. Now, you can also create some kind of an entity. For example, you write a poetry. Mm. So you are creating from the given. So we have a given world, which is partly inside and partly outside. Then you construct something. Construct stuff. out of that is another, another world. Sure. So you can also be aware of that. So not necessarily you should always be aware of that was the given, but also of something. So in short, consciousness must be of some, I mean, something. Yeah, sure. So I this, this, we'll... this is the view of the realists. Sure. The Nyayabhisheshika view. Sure. And as against this view, mm -hmm. there is a view that the awareness can be contentless. Nirvishaya jnana. Jnana can, so content is vishaya in right. Sanskrit. Right. So nirvishaya jnana is also accepted. So does that, does that by extension mean that there is one consciousness? Now, is... now the question then for emerges that what is reality? Mm. Mm. What is reality? Hold on to that question and we'll get back to that as we go along. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Okay. So Chatterjee, why don't we move to you? Um, this angle that Professor Jha is bringing of consciousness needing being conscious almost being conscious of something uh, where do where do you come from on on this question this is the common understanding of consciousness mm -hmm. that when we talk about a consciousness uh, and we say that some something or somebody is conscious it, it doesn't make any sense to say that I am conscious, but I am not conscious of anything. So it must be about something. It must be our state of consciousness must be directed towards something. So there's a directedness. Yes. Almost an angle of attention. Yes. And also, you know, it, uh, Professor Jha was talking about Indian philosophy. Mm. Uh, this is uh, the... Um, common starting point in Western philosophy also. Mm. Uh, I would like to mention the names of two philosophers. Sure. One is uh, Brentano, Franz Brentano, right. and another is Edmund Husserl. Sure. Both of them said that how do we distinguish between a conscious entity and an unconscious entity? That a conscious entity or something which has consciousness means it has this character of 
directedness. Right. It is always directed towards something and it has a technical term. Intentionality. Intentionality. Right. So when people were trying to find out the distinguishing mark of the mental or conscious beings, right. they said that intentionality is the mark of the mental. Right. That means to say that they wanted to assert that uh, uh, whatever is conscious is intentional and only conscious things are intentional. intentional. So this is how in Western philosophy they have conceived Is that a controversial position at all? Yes, this is a controversial position. Right. But before that, I would like to mention another point. Uh, we were talking about whether consciousness always needs an object. Yeah. And consciousness need not always be uh, identified or coextensive with knowledge. It may be some felt quality also. Awareness need not mean always knowledge, but also some felt qualities. Mm. And uh, so, uh, these felt qualities in the case you of mean felt... the subjective experience Subjective of... experiences, my uh, sense of pleasure and pain. And uh, so, uh, these things... In, 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 in our a happiness and sorrow, way. Yes. Our happiness and sorrow, they also require object to be produced... Mm. So objects are there at the uh, at the causal end of this kind of experience, but they may not be about the object. For example, our That's toothache. That's very interesting. Yes, our toothache <laughs> <laughs> that has a uh, location in our tooth, but it is not about our tooth. So when mm. we are saying that consciousness is always about an object. Uh, there may be certain states which are not directed towards some object, for example, our happiness and sorrow. And uh, so, as you pointed out... So, what is it then? What if is it If it is then? not directed, it's just a, it, it's it, just it a state? It's just a subjective it's, it's state? It's a state. It's a state. state. And so, it, it is caused by an object. It has a location. But... It is not about that object. Right. So we must uh, make this distinction. That's a beautiful point. Mm. Yeah. And so in case of our happiness and sorrow, we always say that uh, I'm happy because of certain things, but my happiness is not or may not be directed towards that object. Right. And another thing that I would like to point out is this. This objects need not exist in the external world. Say a child might believe in the existence of tooth fairies. Right. But tooth fairies do not exist in the world. But as Professor Jha was pointing out, it exists in the inner world. It, it, tooth it, fairies it, also do not exist in the uh, in inner, the inner world. world. Uh, it's not in a world, but yes, uh, we, I have or the person has some sort of representation of tooth fairies. Sure. And uh, so ghosts and tooth fairies and all other uh, kind of imaginary objects sure. that can also be the objects of our consciousness. Sure, sure. sure. So where does Husserl come into all this? I mean, because the more phenomenological, uh, it's somewhere between objective and subjective, right? Uh, actually, uh, Husserl would say, uh, say following Brentano, that uh, our, all our mental states are intentional. 
all. directed all our mental states are intentional even our say uh, anxiety of uh, an indeterminate kind you'd say that it is also directed towards some object even though it is in a vague sort of vague sort of way but uh, without an object we cannot have a mental state or a conscious state and uh, you know uh, another thing that husserl point out is this that the objects of consciousness whenever they are presented to consciousness consciousness ascribes some meaning to it and so a thing which might appear as an artifact to a conscious mind may become a spiritual object to another conscious mind or to the same mind at a different point of time right and so the objects uh, uh, assume meaning whenever they are presented to some consciousness so husserlian consciousness is always between the what they say the thing presented and the meaning that is ascribed to it right and right. meaning is construed by the conscious mind right right husserl will say another thing that you can bracket out the objects of the entire world and look at the consciousness but you cannot really bracket off consciousness and look at the external world because mm. if mm. we want to question consciousness assert consciousness doubt consciousness you will always have to use consciousness itself so by while we are doubting consciousness we are doubting by the use of consciousness and that is what makes oh, consciousness so important and at the same time so difficult to explain that's yeah that's interesting i think there's some beginning to get into the hard territory let's go to you nitin and we'll we'll uh, you know you've discussed this in a few contexts but let's try to define consciousness now from a from a information theoretic perspective if you think that's a good place to begin what is consciousness for you um i mean i think uh, the best place to start would be experience you know because to me consciousness i equate it with experience the reason being that's the only thing i'm 100% sure of you know uh, anything other than experience uh, there is a probability attached to it i may be i may, for example we talk about the the bottle here uh, how do we know that there's a perception of a bottle maybe but we don't know that the bottle exists right because this could be a dream right what i'm saying is that we cannot be sure 100% sure of objects in the world i mean this may be a solipsistic argument but the the argument here is but with experience with you can be with, sure of the experience but you, yeah, you exactly, cannot be sure I, of the reality exactly of, what is it made up of is it made up of jada or is it made up of chaitanya that we cannot be sure of but i can be sure of the i you know that the fact that i'm having an experience right now at least so you can that, be sure about your being sure you can be sure of your confidence yeah, as you said you know that uh, <laughs> being aware of being aware you know something right. like that right. so it's better to start from there and, and sure. then see um, how we can uh, so in that sense consciousness is uh, is is primary and fundamental you know because it's intrinsic it's it's experience mm-hmm. and everything uh, as uh, professor chatterjee also said you know we know through consciousness we doubt through consciousness we know through consciousness so everything mm. else is mediated through consciousness mm. so consciousness becomes primary fundamental intrinsic these are just synonyms i mean you know you can sure but sure. that's that's where i would start because that's something which we are sure of you know and and would you say that consciousness is a certain kind of property of something or there yeah. is 
because you know when you use words like fundamental right. uh, one would kind of probably extend that and say something to that effect right yeah i mean uh, if you look at uh, there's about models of consciousness right sure. so i mean uh, what has happened is that uh, unfortunately we're not able to explain consciousness through other fundamental uh, properties like mass time uh, space etc 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 so we have to expand our ontology you know we have to uh, we 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 are running out of explanations you know and we are I mean, it's not really satisfactory so that's the reason i'm saying that consciousness is fundamental in the sense that we have to have it as a new category uh, which cannot be explained from mass spin charge etc 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 you know in that sense you can say it's a property if you if you see it from a physics point of view the reason being that we have now like for example you know maxwell had to introduce the notion of an electric charge right. because electronic uh, electromagnetic phenomena could not be explained through space time and uh, mass you know uh, so electromagnetic laws came into being because he had he postulated the fact that there is something like electric charge so similarly if you want to understand experience you can't unfortunately use mass uh, so how does one test this postulate because in a way we are struggling to derive consciousness so we start off by saying that it's right. fundamental which is a right. which is a which is a move which is a move exactly it's, it's a move you can you but just saying make... that you don't have to explain it but rather to explain everything from it you know from it so but how does one test that post postulate how does one feel confident that because you know one can have lots of postulates and it's an interesting one but true true yeah and how does one feel confident or okay about the fact that it's in the right direction yeah so i mean one way like uh, is there a unit of consciousness, consciousness. if if yeah, it were to no, be so, something of that nature then it right. there would be a unitary aspect aspect yeah so one aspect is to um, so we talked about the i'll, I'll come to that and just build towards that sure. so the other th- so the next thing to ask is if consciousness is fundamental mm. then just like other properties of physics is it is it universal you know is it is it everywhere you know i mean yeah. because laws of physics are universal and you know we don't expect it to like it's very it will be very arrogant to say that only human beings are conscious or you know it seems arrogant if it's so fundamental uh, part of universe uh, what of reality let's say Uh, because we don't even know what a universe is so it seems plausible that it's it's probably uh, uh, you know uh, it's universal it's spread across across stuff so then we can a- ask the question if if that is the case if that is the case then uh, if you look at it from a physics perspective what systems uh, what is the most fundamental aspects of systems mm-hmm. uh, so one uh, approach is to say that uh, you can see that uh, all systems are doing some kind of information processing i mean information processing is one way of looking at it and in what sense in what sense i'll say yeah it's right. like it's like uh, molecules have a causal uh, impact on other molecules you know right so in that sense i'm saying there's a causal uh, power or the causal interaction right we can i mean uh, we can use the word information and, and sort of define it sure. but uh, but the idea basically is that uh, that is ubiquitous you know that's everywhere so is it possible that consciousness uh, you know is at the heart of things in the sense of having a causal power you know um and and giving uh, and sort of giving the the intrinsic property of all uh, all all reality i mean that that's one one view point you know i'm not saying that, that that's without problems but but yeah so so that would be a way of modeling consciousness uh, you know starting from experience and and saying that uh, it's fundamental and universal and probably it's information processing so if something is uh, having a higher causal power than other objects then it's more conscious um whereas if something is having a lesser causal power a lesser amount of information processing that is less conscious uh, but consciousness doesn't uh, you know come in and come out you know it, it's there everywhere um you know even in this bottle and stuff like that but but you know but it has but these kind of systems have a very low information processing capability you're saying that it can even be measured in some way yeah in that sense yeah so that that would then uh, yeah give us a handle on on measuring you know so how 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 do you measure and again we'll have to split quality and quantity in some way right so I mean, if, right, we, if right. we go to the quantity question quantity question yeah uh, so we could ask the following question right let's say um, 
so the question is obviously uh, one way to if you look at the human body right why would we expect uh, consciousness to be sort of quote unquote manifested in the brain rather than the liver for example right right so, so i mean right like so that <laughs> that would be one question. question to ask yes so then if you look at uh, if you look at the brain itself there are certain regions of the brain which are uh, which has high number of connections of neuronal connections mm-hmm. uh, like for example the uh, the cerebellum has more than 50 billion neuronal con- neurons you know mm-hmm. uh, much more than the cerebral cortex but it's so, not responsible for consciousness exactly that's the funny thing you know right. so it seems that um, there is some kind of a, a, a sort of a um, uh, configuration or or a way the way they are connected the way they interact with each other um, you know which 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 is probably uh, uh manifesting this causal power in terms of uh, information processing information integration so if if that if that modeling is is right i mean it has its own problems but but it's 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 one way to actually test it you know so you could ask uh, if that is the case then uh, then maybe i can look at these uh, networks in the brain and see what is what is it that it makes it uh you know conscious or it gives rise to conscious experience you know or contributes to conscious experience there's an element of integration or something happening yeah so the idea basically would be that uh, yeah so uh, the fact that uh, there are a whole bunch of these uh, uh, neurons making the network sure. that they could take different states mm-hmm. uh, and that's also true in our experience right that we are able to remember every thought i mean you know we are able to distinguish between uh, one thought from another thought one sound from another sound a differentiation so we are able to differentiate a large number of states you know and the brain um, correspondingly the brain has a large number of states of activity right so that is the notion of information like if you talk if i toss a coin then you know i have two i have two choices but in this case i'm talking about million billion choices you know right so in that sense uh, you know there's a lot of information being generated when you even identify you know identify the face of my the person sure. who's sitting in front of me right sure. so as opposed to something else sure that's the first part but the second part is um, what good is information if it's not integrated the reason being that why you know why do we have all these structures so what do you mean when you say integrated integrated yeah so the idea would be that uh, like for example if we take a camera right and mm. it has a billion uh, pixels let's say or sensors let's say photosensitive sensors now if i remove if i keep removing sensors um, you know the quality does not fade away very uh, drastically right it sort of gracefully degrades but if i take the brain and if i try to do that uh, you know it's very difficult usually you know a uh, lot of a uh, uh, lot of things are lost so the reason is that things are interacting uh, you know in a very tightly integrated way whereas in the in the camera case that's not the case you know most of these uh, diodes are independent of each other the sensors are independent of each other so we need interaction and uh, causal causal interaction tightly coupled interactions but somehow the specific part of the brain right right the thalamus thalamus cortical control. networks yeah they have been um, found to have uh, these kind of connections whereas the cerebellum uh, has a lot of modular homogeneous connections right uh, you know uh, and so and so it only it does not really lead to it's additive it's not really integrative sort in of yeah sense. i mean yeah it doesn't lead to um, a huge contribution to consciousness yeah but why is it that and you know it's in a way it's a question addressed to all of you why are we not able to split consciousness now while listening to professor Please. chatterjee and uh, dr uh, nagraj i remembered one definition of uh, consciousness mm-hmm. again given by the nayayak you know is and that is why why you say that consciousness is fundamental mm-hmm. he says sarva व्यवहार हेतु इज द फंडामेंटल द बेसिक रिक्वायरमेंट फॉर एनी सॉर्ट ऑफ बिहेवियर सो योर इंटेंशनैलिटी बट वेन परहेप्स यू रिफर टू पेन प्लेजर एक्सेट्रा नॉट रिफरिंग टू एनीथिंग बिकॉज द ज्ञान इट सेल्फ हैज प्रोड्यूस्ड पेन प्लेजर एंड ऑल वॉट इज दैट मीन 
It means that the jnana has revealed that. Okay. And only after getting revealed, you are aware of it. So the fundamental function is of consciousness. Sukha, right. sukha dukha has occurred. But it has occurred, it exists, it has to be revealed. So this consciousness must first reveal it. And only after it is revealed, you have a behavior towards it. Mm. So in that sense, perhaps, I will also subscribe to you that... So you would say is, that there's something fundamental. fundamental about consciousness. Fundamental. Which, which, which... So is there one consciousness or what? Well, is the there... Nayaikas will say no. Right. Nayaikas will say no. Now... Uh, then perhaps now let us go to the others other, other things that then what is reality mm. is reality singular or the reality plural now here uh, if you again uh, before I, we just yeah. try to pick whether reality is singular or plural what do you mean when you say reality reality that which has existence and that which has contributes to the emergence of Consciousness. But that would make consciousness non-fundamental, wouldn't it? No. Okay. It will not. Again, I will reflect on our uh, sure. uh, tradition and we'll see that uh, everybody agrees. I mean, there is no difference in opinion about Indian philosophical systems regarding the fact that our experiential world is plural. There is no two opinion about it. In in what sense that there are different objects? That there is obviously axiomatic. That's that that's, and that's so the truism. In each object, object existence is revealed by a consciousness of each one. Sure. Not only different objects, but different kinds of objects. Objects may be of the same kind, say, of the same same kind of atoms. It is not. Uh, they are claiming that uh, there may be. No, objects of different kinds too. Things of different nature. So it, these are not only qualities. These may be some, I uh, say, abstract universals. These may be of substantial in nature. So there are different uh, kinds objects of entities. Objects not in the concrete sense you should not take. Right. Mm -hmm. fair, yeah. fair, fair. I understand. But Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you say object, <laughs> in, in our tradition, we it's a, it's a covered term. Sure. Anything sure. that exists, okay, sure, sure, and that contributes to the emergence. Even of a concept would be an object. It's it's just that you kind yeah, of yeah, right, 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 you right. hold it with your mind it's as opposed love, to with yeah. your hands. So. I can be aware of a con of a concept. Sure. I can be aware of abstract thing, sure, concrete thing, sure, quality, action, sure, anything that exists, I can be aware of. So we live in the plural world. Now the question has been asked right from the beginning that what is the source of this plurality? Is one appearing as many? Uh, one, so one, one could say that is just manifestation. But this is not the only the answer. <laughs> right, right. That one answer is that is one is the source. The other answer is many the source. So many is becoming many. Uh, many is many is many. So now if you take let us do it this way that if you take these two as the two variables for example, one and many. Sure. And you prepare that, you may say that one has become many, like let us say the gold becoming ornaments. Sure. This may be one possibility. 
yeah. of explanation of plurality from one. Sure. Or it may be one appearing as many. This also explains plurality. Sure. But there is a difference between one becoming many and one appearing as many. Sure. When one becoming many, the reality of many is not taken out, taken taken away. Yeah, it's the ontology is there yeah. in the many's as well. But when you say one appears many, that many becomes not real. Right. Ultimately, not real. Sure. Apparently, real. But transactional level is okay, but ultimately, it is not. So appearance. Realists, on the other hand, have said the Nayaikas, Amshishikas. That many is. That the many coming from many. Many emerging from many. So at the very beginning, the source itself many. Mm. And at the experiential level, this many can be traced back to the source, many. So this is one third explanation. And the, so the many, many. And the fourth possibility may be that neither one is the source of many and nor the many is the source of many. Both are momentary or something. And this may be, so you can, one, one example, if I give you, you'll understand that the first is one becoming many, maybe Shuddha Advaita of Ballabhacharya or Bhartri Hari, for example, one interpretation. Others also contest the interpretation. But because he has worded the two words, Parinama and Vibhartha, in the same breath. So, Shabdasya Parinamoyam, the whole universe, plurality is a Parinama of Shabda Brahma. And also say, Bivartate Arthabhavina Prakriya Jagatu Yata. What does that mean? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the whole plurality is emerging from, okay, so emerging from one singularity called Shabda Brahman. So, becoming. What is Shabda Brahman? Shabda Brahman is a reality inside of Brahman, you caught it Shabda. Sure. So, at, at the root, at the source, the Shabda, we call them Brahman. Do you mean that in a linguistic sense or? Not linguistic. I mean, the, and that is why the so language that we speak, he will call it is Vaikari. Sure. And with from Para, Pashyanti, Madhyama, Vaikari. Sure. So, in this way, it's a manifested form. Sure. So, unmanifested form of reality sure. is that Shabda Brahman. Sure. And from that itself, the plurality can be explained. So maybe one becoming many, and which was later on subscribed by Kashmir Shaivism also, in the same way. So this is second. And the second one, one appearing as many is of Shankara, well known. Yeah. The yeah. unqualified reality yeah. is one. Shuddha nirdharmaka brahma. Yeah. Attribute less brahma for him, the consciousness. Super singular. Uh, so that. And the third character, there are many, many. So, Sankhya, Yoga. What's the fourth type of Saja? I think we get these three. One become, uh, so many, one, one becoming many, number one. One appearing one as many. One appearing many, number two. Many to many. Many becoming many, number three. Yes. Neither one becoming many, nor many becoming many. What does that mean? What does the fourth one even mean? So, this is a flux. Hmm. A Buddhist. Buddhist position. So everything is momentary. So, because... There's nothing real. Uh, since there is no durability... So there is denial of reality or what? What's happening in the fourth... Oh, that would be the definition of reality. Uh, now then again... <laughs> I mean. Then perhaps, what is, what is reality? What is reality? And uh, 
to address this again i remember nyaya uh, bhashya of batsyana he says that if you arrive at the, i mean reality can be arrived at by addressing four aspects if you address only only reality in isolation you cannot arrive at the truth what are they for they are the knower the knowable the process of knowing and knowledge itself and the knowledge itself right so pramata again i i tell you the sanskrit terms also the pramata prameyam pramanam pramiti iti chatishshu vidhashu artha tattvam parisamapyate you can arrive at the reality if you address your inquiry into these four aspects so this i consider to be an universal model of inquiry sure 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 between these four yeah. frameworks in the sense is 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 uh... so consciousness now where we started the consciousness without a content one position yeah nirvishayaka gyana yeah and that was in the second category that one appearing as many when you yeah. take such a position then that gyana that shuddha chaitanya will always remain contentless because there is nothing else other than that yes to have is a content and therefore there are two tier of consciousness there two tier of consciousness they according to them one is called vritti gyana and the other one is called swarupa gyana so dharma gyana dharma gyana and dharmi gyana Mm. but this language cannot be used by shankar is the question of reality inextricably linked with the question of consciousness of strategy like is there a way of discussing or understanding and modeling consciousness without bothering with reality at all now reality is once again uh, an ambiguous word or ambiguous concept uh, but whenever we are inquiring into reality mm-hmm. we cannot do it without consciousness because we have to explore reality we have to inquire into reality i think the question is that this understanding consciousness need any kind of uh, deep or even superficial understanding of reality itself actually uh, if you think that consciousness is something which is dissociated from reality mm-hmm. or consciousness is something uh, which uh, is not a part of reality then you might uh, you know posit such a view an, that yeah. you need to uh, understand reality first and then consciousness but uh, if uh, uh, we think uh, that consciousness itself is a part of nature mm-hmm. consciousness itself is part of uh, is uh, something which is there in reality then we cannot uh, say that we first know reality or reality is sure. something by which we can understand or explore consciousness so the thing is this that whether uh, you want to include consciousness with its nature or whether you think consciousness is something which transcends reality or transcends nature mm. so all the debates actually are centered around this that whether you consider consciousness to be a part of nature or whether it is something 
which you consider transcendental, which is beyond nature. And uh, if it is within nature, then the question is, then why all things in the nature are not conscious? Yeah. Whether why sticks and stones, tables and chairs are Absolutely. not conscious? Absolutely. And uh, if you say that no, consciousness is not a part of nature, then the question, main question becomes that how does then it relate to nature or relate how to How does it even arise? So these are the two questions uh, which we need to address. And that is the first one that I uh, raised and which was also, you know, referred to by uh, Dr. Nagraj, yes. Uh, which is a position of panpsychism yeah. that everything in the world is endowed with consciousness. Yeah. Then the question is, why sticks and stones and tables and chairs are not uh, manifesting consciousness? Yeah. So there uh, we have different kinds of uh, answers. But uh, one answer that I like is this, that uh, uh, people say that, yes, physical objects are also endowed with consciousness. But... Actually, they do not enter into a network of representation or a network of information. We human beings or, say, other conscious uh, beings, they are capable of entering into a nexus of information, a nexus of information, uh, representation, but the tables and chairs and sticks and stones, they by themselves cannot enter into any kind of... I think I know what you mean, but what do you mean when you say nexus of information? Nexus of information, by that I mean that, uh, uh, say, uh, a, uh, a table or... Uh, yes, it, it, uh, it can be an object of representation in, but it we cannot are close itself. to each other we are close to each other not only that we can, we also can uh, be the uh, say uh, subject of uh, some experience we can be the knower we can also be uh, the assessor of such but, things but the table and i cannot mutually know something is that what you're saying because how do we know that the table also doesn't know something? So, I, so when you say nexus of information, are you are you suggesting that we are closed systems to each other and we're not sharing something with each other? Uh, no. Oh, what I'm saying is this: that uh, uh, we can have representations of table, mm -hmm. but the tables cannot have representation of us. How do we know that? Yeah, please. I mean, if you look you at it from... You know what I mean, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you look at it from a, a very simplistic, um, uh, say, materialistic position, let's sure. say look at the table as atoms. Sure. You can ask the question, uh, how many different states do these atoms can take, potentially? Right, right. So, if there are a number of representations are more than the number of states it can take, then it cannot have a representation for every experience, right? So, so what, we are, what I'm arguing here is that it is so simplistic that it cannot represent, it cannot differentiate between a wider uh, set of configurations, which, which, for example, I can do, right? So, so uh, corresponding to each representation, I can have an experience. Mm -hmm. Whereas the table is so simplistic that, you know, it is, I mean, it, is, it has certain uh, degrees of uh, variation and, uh, you know, it, it's, it can take uh, different configurations. 
uh, right? But uh, it's not as differentiated as rich. You're as saying a human, that the human. internal states exactly. of a table are not that many. Exactly. Probably it's only simple, one. It's a very yes. simple information processing system. But my question is, how do we yeah, know that? So that could be quantified using uh, information I, theory, you know? Uh, may I add something Please. to you? No, you see... But you know what I mean? Uh, I, 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 I understand. Now, how do I differentiate human body and table? So, I know that you have many internal no, no, states. He, uh, so, there is some kind of a configuration here. That's some kind of a configuration. That configuration, it has got what what we, in our terminology, we have senses. That's fine. Etc. Let's go to the table. Okay. I think we understand so, ourselves. <laughs> so no, I mean I, I I'm explaining this uh, sure. this body, the human body that I have, through which I can have consciousness. Okay. Sure. This kind of a configuration is not provided with that. The moment how do it, we it know? can be provided. Uh, I think because the, the, we know something is conscious. How how do I know something is conscious? Let us go to that. How only, do we know? Only from the functions that they perform. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that, Nathan? Uh, I think that's just that's that's important. That's part of the puzzle, but that's not the whole mm -hmm. thing, you know. Um, I would I would argue that whether see ultimately we can never know whether the table is conscious or not in that sense, because you we only have first but person. So long we only, as we, I only have my so experience. long as we evaluate ourselves in the table through the same method, but that's what that's the problem, right? I can only how have do I say an, that I am an in, in, intimate direct experience of my access to my no, experience. Dr. Nagaraj, how do I say right. that I am conscious and the table is not conscious? This is my conclusion. On what ground have I, have I come to this conclusion? That's no, the I'm question. That, that even if you come to the conclusion, we cannot be. I, I only have access to my experience from within. And therefore, in, in the first, way, right? in the first uh, f formulation, that one has become many. The uh, Balluhacharya says that everything is conscious, but only there is tirovhava. It is covered something and here there is it's no bracketed yeah. but how do we know that Ballabhacharya is right no no I, I, I'm <laughs> somebody, somebody's analysis I, I, has sure. to be taken into account you have to sure. understand you have to understand the analysis of someone sure. is stating there is Tirobhava and Avirbhava these two terms are sure. same questions we are being asked sure, absolutely. that how, how Jada is to be distinguished from Chaitana mm. if mm. I say that everything is Chaitana Chaitana is everywhere then we have to distinguish that why I say that I am Chaitana and it is not. It is only on the basis of the function that this That's body right. performs and then Why don't I perform. push with you? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the, my point is that um, the level of certainty that you are expecting of, for the question that I know that I am conscious, is the table conscious? I am saying that you can't have the same level of certainty, you know. You can have a model and you can have a hypothesis. Like for example, in a dream, right, I see a friend. So, I mean, I know that I have an experience, but I'm not sure that the other, other end, the my friend is actually a friend, you know. Sure. So, when I wake up, I know that it's a dream. So, what I'm saying is that we have to be very careful here, right, the degree of certainty of, of knowledge. But irrespective of that, the argument mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm making here is that you just look at the table, whatever that you have in your experience, sure. you look at all its possibility of it being at, uh, you know, different states. Mm -hmm. You find it to be a finite number of states. Whereas the human brain is has a much larger number of states which it can be. So based on that argument alone, you can argue that the information processing or information generation that a human brain is doing is much larger or it's, than, it's, than it's the brain. else, it's a more complex system. Exactly. Yeah, it's more complex. Yeah. Apart from that, you can't say anything with, with certainty, you know. I mean, you could hypothesize that even if the table is conscious, it's not as conscious as me or it's not, a con it's not of a consciousness like me. 
So is there a way of, and I'll go back to the measurement question, sure, is there sure. a way of measuring the quality of yeah, so, experience? Yeah, I mean, there are these, I mean? Uh, yeah, so this information uh, integration theory of consciousness is, is one uh, such approach, uh, which is becoming very popular uh, mm-hmm. uh, these days. And, this and, is Tononi and others. Uh, Tononi and others, and even as uh, Professor Chatterjee mentioned that uh, it has a pan-psychist uh, uh, flavor also and you know but yeah so there the argument would be that um, we identify uh, like for example in the brain going back to the question that we asked earlier sure. which set of uh, which circuits are 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 you know are more integrated than others that's the question that Tony would sure. ask sure and, uh, and 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 that could be determined uh, through the use of information theory so what we do is that uh, let's say you have a set of neurons okay you you take um, you know all you you ask the question how does uh, different neurons impact other neurons Mm-hmm. Not from the perspective of an external observer, mm-hmm. because Shannon's theory is uh, from an external observer's point of view, you know. Sure. Whereas this is more intrinsic; it's intrinsic sure. information. Sure. So the idea is to find um, what he calls as a complex, mm-hmm. which is actually the subject of an experience, mm-hmm. and this complex is the maximum irreducible set of neurons or circuit of neurons, network mm-hmm. of neurons, mm-hmm. which uh, you know, which uh, which is not the subset of any any other larger set uh, having a larger value of uh, this integrated information. Okay, so, so this what measure, is, what yeah. is so this measure is basically uh, the way it's computed is um, uh, one way to think of it is let's say that I partition my network mm-hmm. into two into two halves A and B. The okay, all possible of, partitions. The equivalent of splitting the brain into two parts, or uh, no, uh, yeah, I mean if you take the whole brain, yes. If you take a network, let's say you have a network of A, B, C sure. neurons uh, connected. A is connected to B and C and, and vice versa. You know, I can take off B and then I ask you know what is the impact of B on A and C. Sure. Uh, what is the causal I- impact? Sure. And the way I can do it is in that partition, I can uh, I can look at uh, if I vary B through mm-hmm. all possible inputs, mm-hmm. how does A and C will will you know, sure. will give an sure. output? You know. Sure. And I can look at the mutual information. What is common between this? Sure. Let's say for so example, B, I'll give a simple example. Let's say B and A C are not connected at all. Mm-hmm. There's there's just gap. Then Even the if I put inf- a B, I don't get anything out of A and C. Mutual information will be zero. zero. Will be zero then. And uh, yeah, so that would be one way to determine the notion of integrated information. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's an information theoretic metric using Shannon's theory, but it's about the system from within, you know. It's not from an external observer's perspective. Again, so go, if we go back to the question of how do we measure the quality, quality okay. Now what we do is, let's say we, we find this complex, the largest set of uh, neurons, mm-hmm. which are connected to each other and which have a causal impact on each other. Sure. So we remove all these like B, you know, I said B sure. and AC are not connected. So sure. I remove those kind of thing. I get this this uh, complex. Now what you what we do is, we uh, uh, it represents what is called as a qualia space, mm-hmm. which is nothing but a cause-effect space. So let's say you have a neuron of n nodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so each of those n nodes has a future, has a past. Mm-hmm. Let's say for simplicity that uh, you know uh, each of them uh, has zero or one mm-hmm. state. You know, sure. so you'll have uh, you'll have two to the power of n mm-hmm. into two because two to the power of n for future, two to the power of n for past. Sure. So this this is the called the the geometry of this Kolya space. Each axis will be a, a state of the future or the past of this complex. Mm-hmm. Okay, and within this we talk about all possible subsets of this n neurons. Mm-hmm. All possible subsets, subsets of length n, n minus one, n minus two, sure, like that. Sure. Okay, how how do they contribute to the system? Mm-hmm. Again, using this mutual information and integrated information kind of a thing. They will be points in this space. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for each experience, uh, you know, they will be at a different point. Because uh, okay, think of it this way: each of these subsets, so every right? ex- every state will have a different geometric. Yeah, every experience, every experience will have. That's yeah. the argument. Yeah. And, uh, and and this axis is actually a probability axis. Okay, that's another point to remember. So each point in this space uh, by the subset is telling how it impacts or how it uh, uh, impacts the cause and effect of the system. Okay. Uh, so for example, if something is in a particular state, 
it will constrain the past right the past couldn't have been something else you know right. it, it, there's only a limited set of past there's a probability right. distribution though right. it could have it couldn't have been everything because Correct. it is something now so it constrains the past Correct. similarly it constrains the future since i'm something now i'm going to constrain my future correct so this is how it has a causal so each of these subsets will have these are called as concepts in the in the theory but the idea is exactly this you know so this configuration of of stars you know i mean so you can actually plot them and that so will why vary. why and you know so you brought up the word qualia which all of us are quite familiar with if so if we had to make an artificial object or a computer or or an equivalent some kind of a computing engine experience the color red the same way as we do right. how do we make it happen and why does it not happen why is it so hard yeah i mean the i mean why right. why does experience arise at all professor chatterjee so as so you referred to nexus of information and the fact that obviously if you take an information theoretic approach to this whole thing um, something is being processed all the time but why is it accompanied by experience that is a question that we don't know the answer as yet that's the hard problem that's the hard problem and that's why when you were asking uh, that why doesn't the why can't we say that tables and chairs are also uh, have consciousness and uh, so there uh, i would like to go back to thomas nagel's famous uh, essay what is it like where to be he a says bat? what is it like to be a bat and uh, he says uh, that uh, it doesn't make any sense to say what it is like to be a table or what it is like to be a computer yeah. but uh, it makes sense to say what it is like to be a uh, uh say bat or what it is like to be a human being but uh, you might say that this is simply chauvinism that, <laughs> <laughs> yes speciesism yes. some kind yes, of yes species chauvinism because yes. uh, uh, we don't r- really know uh, but then you, we will have to provide with some markers yeah so what are the markers of uh, say being conscious so either you feel something or you are the agent of something or you are the knower of something so whether you can ascribe any of these markers to sticks and stones and tables and chairs and then or again once again you will ask this question that how do you know that the a table doesn't feel anything the table doesn't see anything table doesn't know anything we know the table is not performing anything so right it is not an agent but we cannot ever be sure that it doesn't own any state or it doesn't have an experience it doesn't have any experience First, but they are actually know? yeah so that's uh, that, that's the question uh, and how so, do we know that and know, that is why you do i not know how do i know professor jha uh, mentioned uh, those that those fourfold yes. uh, uh, say uh, classification yeah. and there the nayikas have said that everything cannot be a pramata everything cannot be a say uh, a knower of uh, certain things there you will have to uh, have certain kind of disposition everything cannot be a knower everything cannot be a knower everything cannot have consciousness everything cannot have an experience cannot right? have an experience for that you need to have say some sort of disposition and somehow this configuration of uh, matter doesn't have that disposition and that is something which uh, all of us you know concede 
we can for the sake of argument raise this question that uh, i think it's common intuition nobody denies that i don't think anybody is really trying to find out whether the table is conscious i think all of us are reasonably sure or whether the table is feeling something but uh, yes. you know in metalink's uh, bluebird there all the material objects were uh, becoming alive and feeling something and participating in the nocturnal adventures right. you're right it's, it's a cultural thing in that sense you know yeah. there are obviously certain and, yeah it's common cultural worship everything i think the the, the question is that why why is it hard is the question you know what i mean why is it hard to explain that experience is there that there is first person experience or of an awareness why aren't we just processing information because i cannot become table <laughs> right fair if i can become table perhaps i will be able again i will be bomb because then you will have an exp- access to the first person uh, so subjective experience are, right there is what is called direct direct experience or is called pratyaksha sure. and there are other ways of knowing also so i can infer Yeah. So inferential experience also can be treated as an experience. Yes. So what I am claiming that is what 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 Balavachari uh, is telling that everything is conscious by nature, but that is not manifested somewhere. Somewhere it is manifested. Sure. Abhirvava and Tirovava. Tirovava is not manifested, unmanifested, and somewhere sure. it is manifested. Sure. Sure. So this is through inference I am doing. Sure. so inference can also be a mode of experiencing and that is why in 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 indian tradition you will see that for experience the anubhava is the word yes and the anubhava can be perceptual inferential verbal and analogical yeah. or any any other yeah those who have accepted more yeah so that, that there is not only one way of knowing there can be more more than one way of knowing yeah, yeah. can we bring in the element of time into this what role does time have to play in the way one is conscious uh, yeah. in the now, way now your experience is experienced <laughs> because we cannot speed up our awareness we cannot slow it down now, again the is question there, is there something deeper happening there do you know what i mean uh, so again perhaps we have to we have to look at the consciousness again is it a product mm-hmm. or is it fundamental eternal yeah if it is eternal then time has no effect it's time invariant in a sense but if it is a product it has to occur in a time so time is the cause of its occurrence and therefore time has an impact on consciousness again the realist will say indian realist mm-hmm. that except one consciousness and the consciousness of god mm-hmm. all human consciousnesses are products and therefore for any consciousness to emerge time is a common factor and it sure. is this reason again now the question, where does this consciousness emerge if it occurs we do we experience time we experience the passage of something called time uh, we, we can say we experience uh, slippery uh, slippery well, we experience uh, different experiences maybe we can say that right uh, no. but different It's kinds of conscious beings no, do they experience a, 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 time every time we are using term experience hmm. we have to be very careful about that experience of which type 
Is it of the type of perception? Mm-hmm. Is it of the type of inferential cognition? Mm-hmm. Or is it the type of verbal understanding? We would like to know. We specify it. Right. So if something exists, it can be proved either by any, any of them, any of these. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say experience, perhaps you are referring to direct experience, perception. Yes, the first person, uh-huh. no, which is not certain. possible for perception each and everything experience. to be perceived. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's the highest level of certainty. Yeah. But as you said, there are other inferential. Exactly. And, that's, that's true. The other modes. Other of modes are to be adopted. Knowledge, which are also ex- uh, but they are not to be uh, discarded. So, what's the future? Will we be able to model consciousness perfectly in five hundred years, thousand years, ten years, two years, ten thousand years? Doesn't matter. It doesn't seem like a tractable problem to you. Uh, actually, we will have to understand the nature of consciousness first. Mm-hmm. And uh, consciousness is a cluster concept. There are just as uh, when uh, we talk about cancer, uh, we bring s- several different diseases under right. the same umbrella term. Similarly, under the term consciousness, we are uh, including uh, different kinds of experiences. And uh, also, you know, consciousness, when we understand from the scientific perspective, it is always uh, something objective that we are trying to uh, explore, we are right. trying to get hold of. Right. But uh, when we are looking at ourselves or when we are trying to understand uh, our, say, uh, inner experiences, then uh, we are talking about, say, subjective felt aspect of consciousness from the first person point of view. Right. And whether this first person understanding of consciousness and third person of uh, understanding of consciousness will merge at merge one point or converge, or, not. or at least if, have if a common a, model. Yes. Uh, if they converge and we can understand that. The question then, is, will they converge? I'm not suggesting you know it and you're keeping the answer uh, away from us. But no. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, they, uh, it, this, uh, if we uh, uh, understand you think it's it, a pseudo problem? It is not a pseudo problem. It's not a pseudo problem. And obviously, you invested in the problem. So, <laughs> no, okay. I let me give yes. a different spin to this. See, let's say we we talk about um, we use a, use phrases like "What's the matter with you?" "Does it matter?" We think that we know matter, you know. And when we use the word reality, it goes back to the Latin term "res," which is which means a thing. We somehow have the feeling that we understand matter. But you ask the physicist, we have no clue what matter is. Right. Okay, that is the hard problem actually, if you really look at it. Consciousness is something which we know. And we know that we know. But the real problem is, what is matter, you know? And maybe the answer lies there. Maybe when we understand matter, That's a great the, point. The, the link to consciousness may happen, you know? <laughs> so we should actually say, does it, uh, instead of saying, does it matter? What's the matter with you? I should say, what's the consciousness with you, you know? That, that's more real actually. Because You're saying that it's likely that I mean, they kind saying, of so, share a common yeah, theory. Yeah, understand matter better and better. Maybe, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a tough problem, but... So we don't understand objects either, you know? So we really don't know much. So we'll, we'll end with you, uh, Professor, thousand, Professor Thousands of years have gone, I tell you, mm. on, the, on this issue, on contemplating. Are we making progress at all or are we uh, just going round in circles? It is not the case that we are not making progress, but, but I think there is no final answer to... That's it, intuition. That, 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 that. Yeah. Now, for example, the consciousness, some, some system accepts the self itself as consciousness. Self is consciousness. But that's explaining the problem away. Yeah. It feels like it. You know? 
Now, no, you see, on the other hand, then, then who is conscious? The self is conscious when I say. Self is conscious. That means in consciousness, there is consciousness. ंग all the information that we have gathered about consciousness from different co- levels and different layers mm-hmm. and then we can always be optimistic that we will have some insight how to combine all these different aspects and have a unified theory and that is a, a, a hope that is an optimism uh, with which we are exploring this area Thank and you. as you have said we have invested a lot on that <laughs> <laughs> thank you i think that's a good note to end this on thanks thank to all you. of you for making it and we look forward to having you soon again thank, thank you, you. Much. take thank care you. thank, thank you, you.